Hey there, Grease Wheels Nation. This is Eric, the producer, here to tell you again about our sponsor for today's show, ToolheadsCrate.com. Now, this month's Toolheads Crate, this is for September coming up, they are sponsored by Toolbox Widget. Toolbox Widget is a modular organization set that features interlocking organization for wrenches and screwdrivers. And judging by the photos of some of your toolboxes, you probably might want to pick this one up. Every Toolheads Crate box is $35.99 plus exact shipping. They ship out on the 15th of every month. And one lucky winner for the Golden Wrench this month is going to get their entire box outfitted with widget organization from Toolbox Widget. And of course, this is just in addition to all the other great stuff that you usually get in the Toolheads Crate box, such as t-shirts, coupon codes, discount codes, and the things that give you a little taste of some of your favorite tool companies. Toolheadscrate.com, cheap box, better stuff. Keeping the lights on here at Grease the Wheels. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Grease the Wheels, your weekly technician, automotive technician podcast or technician of any type podcast for that fucking matter. This is your Uncle Jimmy coming to you from behind the microphone at the Rock and Roll Garage. All right. Hey, today's subject on our podcast is going to be complainers and complaining because one is the person who does it and the other one is what they do. And we want to kind of separate the two of them and try to get to the root of the matter here. Now, what I want to do is I don't want to complain to you about complainers. That'd be too easy to do. I could do a fucking three-hour podcast on that shit because I've worked with a lot of complainers. And I'm pretty sure so have you. Uh, I know that uh, I've had a lot of different jobs. I've worked in a lot of different places with a lot of different people. And it really honestly did seem to me like mechanics, technicians, automotive technicians were some of the biggest fucking complainers ever. And uh, hey, trust me, I don't rule myself out, okay? I've been known to complain a time or two. But I've worked with some of the fucking biggest crybaby fucking whiners ever. And I'm betting a good chunk of you do as well. Um, it never seems like anything's good enough for us. And I want to group us all together as one unit when I talk about this because at times, depending on where you work, there's a lot of shit to complain about. There's a lot of shit that's no good, a lot of shit that doesn't work right, a lot of shit doesn't go our way. I get it. You want to complain about it. Uh, some people I, uh, I've worked with in the past, if I see them from across the room, I mean, I'm talking 30, 40, 50 feet away. If I see them, I can tell that they're complaining about something because I can see their lips moving. Really, literally, this is what they do all day long is complain, complain, complain. And frankly, myself personally, it grinds my brain stem into dust to listen to this shit all day long. And when they're in the bay right next to them, unless you have, you know, ear pods in or you're just straight up deaf, you have to hear it. Now, what I would like to do is give you a little bit of information that may make when you do complain uh, a lot more effective and also maybe cause you to stop complaining so much if you are one of these people who complains. Now, it's difficult to actually identify a complainer because someone who complains a lot is not ever gonna look at themselves or listen to themselves and think, wow, I complain too much. But I think that probably, you know, a good half of us 
actually, honest to God, complain too fucking much. So if if you if you want to get upset with somebody who complains or has complaints or complains a lot, take a look at a mirror first, okay? Ask yourself, am I one of these whiny, crybaby, 14-year-old girl, piss and moan, piss ants? Am I one of those people? Am I one of the people that I'm complaining about right now? You know, uh, I don't know. You know, I honestly don't believe that I'm a really big complainer. I usually, personally, I'm, I'm talking about, because I don't want to make this podcast about me. I'm really not that much of a complainer. I'd like to make more money. Uh, I'd like for the work to be, well, frankly, easier. Uh, I'd like for the, way, the work to be more consistent. And I'd like for other people to do more. And I'd like for some people to stop picking the fucking pile. And I'd like for some people to stop working on nothing but easy stuff. I see that all the time. People who will actually work the uh, uh, dispatching system so they get nothing but easy stuff. Stuff they can make a lot of money at. Stuff they can do fast. Uh, I, I don't really enjoy that too much. I don't think that's fair at all. But nobody seems to be putting an end to that. Complaining about it is worthless, quite frankly. Um, one of the things that I would like to tell you about complaining is that it's not the worst thing in the world to do it sometimes. Let's try to fucking put a limit on it, okay? Let's keep it to a minimum, a dull roar, if you will. Let's not complain nonstop every day, all day, because that makes people not want to fucking listen to you, okay? If you were a complainer, if you're one of these people who's out there, I don't like this, I don't like that. After a while, nobody's going to hear a fucking thing that you say. Okay, it just becomes straight up white noise. And honestly, one of the, this is a true story too. I just want to put this out there real quick. Uh, I worked next to a kid. I loved the kid. He was an excellent mechanic. He was a nice guy. But honest to God, all day long, he was yammering away like a broken fucking chainsaw about one thing or the other. Eh, I don't like this. Eh, I don't like that. Uh, this sucks. That sucks. Look at that over there. Look at this over there. Look at this guy do that. It's like, what the fuck? Will you just shut the fuck up? I used to offer to buy him Snickers bars. That way I could not, I didn't have to listen to him complaining while he was eating the fucking thing. Seriously, okay? I don't, that, that's not even a joke. I'm not making that part up. He even at one time complained about free lunch. Not even kidding you. Our uh, shop bought us lunch and it was the type of a lunch everybody seemed to pretty much enjoy. We got uh, uh, I, what, their sub trays from a really good sub shop in our town and uh, they would, you know, maybe once or twice a month, they would get us a sub tray from there and everybody loved it. But this one particular day, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. He complained that we always get subs from there and he actually left the building and went and go got lunch himself. Can you fucking even believe that? Can you wrap your mind around that? Somebody complaining about free fucking lunch, that's how that's how bad it got to be, okay? Now, it doesn't need to... If, if, if you're that person, you need to look in the mirror and say to yourself, okay, maybe I should just shut the fuck up. Really, that's what needs to happen. Now, let me tell you how you can be an effective complainer. And and this might sound actually like an oxymoron, but you can be an effective complainer by doing a couple different things. Number one, look at yourself and make a very uh, accurate, try to make an accurate picture, paint a portrait of yourself, kind of look at yourself and see what your good attributes are, what you're good at, what you do well, and then take a look at what you don't do well. Seriously, because here's one of the complaints that I think every single one of us has. And I, I agree with this particular complaint in almost all cases. We're not 
paid enough, okay? We look at what we earn per hour, whether we're salary or flat rate or whatever, it doesn't even really matter. We look at what we're paid, and then we look at how much our owner, shop owner, our company, whoever it is we work for, we look at how much they charge the customers for the labor that we, as technicians, create out of thin fucking air. We create labor. We create labor out of time and effort from nothing. We're creating it. I, I like to liken it to the uh, goose that lays the golden eggs, okay? Because you could have a goose and you could have any one of a billion fucking geese that are on this planet right now, but you have one or two or even 10 that lay golden eggs and they create those eggs out of fucking nothing. That's the same thing going on with the labor that you're selling your customers. We create it from nothing. Now, I, I say we create it from nothing. We have experience and training, and uh, we have knowledge, we have tools. It's not nothing. But in a static state, all that stuff doesn't do a fucking thing unless you bring us work, and then we create labor out of that. We take time, boom, turn it into money. Simple as that, okay? So when you pay us $20 an hour, but you charge 100 or you pay us $30 an hour and you charge $150 an hour, that's not lost on us. That's not lost on a single fucking one of us. You are charging people for what we create and paying us dick, okay? So our complaint that we don't get paid what we feel like we should get paid is to, to me, and possibly to you, extremely valid. Why should I pay some jackass to sit in an office somewhere and figure out ways to do this, that, or the other thing to the service department or the service drive or to the service advisors or to the cars in the lot or whatever else they're thinking about manipulating? Why should I pay for that guy's salary? I don't think I should. I don't think I should pay. And, and that guy's salary's typically got an extra digit in the front of it that mine doesn't at the end of the year. So maybe you need to reevaluate a couple of things, okay? Should a service advisor make as much money as they do? If you ask me, I say yes, because even though some of them aren't very good at what they do, what they do have to do is deal with the customer. And man, in a lot of cases, man, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. And that's a whole different batch of complaints that, you know what, I don't really care to hear either. But what you have to do before you can complain about something is take a good hard look at yourself. You're paid, let's say you're paid $20 an hour just to pick a number. Look at yourself in the mirror. Think about what you've done over the course of the last year, maybe the last month, maybe the last week, or maybe even that day and say, am I worth $20 an hour? to do what I've done today. And I, I would hope for all of you that the answer comes back, fuck yeah, I'm worth more than that because of what I'm earning my company, because of what I do and how I do it. I mean, we've talked about uh, getting training and having experience and getting more money for all of that because you're more valuable. I believe that. And the complaint is, does your boss see it? And, the compl and that's a pretty valid complaint because guess what, he probably doesn't. And even if he does see the sheer value of you as a, as a technician and maybe even just a human being, and he doesn't want to acknowledge that with increased uh, financial reward, then he's the fucking problem. There's the problem and you identified it. Some shops you work for them, they're willing to look at what you do and how you do it and your attitude and your attendance and everything that you do for them and the customers and say to themselves, we need to make sure that this guy is happy to work here 
or at least not overjoyed, but at least comfortable and somewhat and or reasonably happy to work here. Because when we complain en masse about not being paid well enough to work somewhere, management and the, and the people that are in charge are gonna look at you and they're gonna, and they're gonna evaluate you too, but probably not in the same way that you do, which leads me to my next point. When you complain about something, anything such as that, you have to look at the other side. Do you think your boss looks at you and, and says, wow, I'm paying that guy 20 bucks an hour to fucking text his friends or to make me a huge mess and not fix a car right or break the fuck out of it or break this or break that or cause me problems here or there. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, am I worth what I'm being paid? And like I said before, I hope you are worth more than what you're being paid and that eventually someday you will actually get paid what you're worth, although it doesn't look like that's gonna happen. You have to evaluate your own worth. When you wanna complain about money, you have to put together uh, reasons why you should be paid what you wanna be paid. Not what you're paid now. I, I feel like you're all underpaid. I feel like you're all abused and neglected and underpaid, Some some cases even basically slaves. But if you're gonna complain about your money, if you're gonna complain about the rate of pay to somebody, do two things, okay? Take a look at yourself and, and make sure that you feel like you're worth it. And if you are, go ahead with number two. And number two is figure out a solution. Put together the answer to your complaint. Here's the problem with complaining. I'm gonna complain about complaining, I apologize. When people complain, they're just talking shit. There's crap, there's just, there's just pure bullshit rolling out of their yap. But if they have considered a possible solution to whatever it is they're complaining about, suddenly it adds more validity, A, to the complaint, and B, to the solution. If you say, I don't like it when the shop is so messy. I don't like it when the shop is, you know, got shit laying all over the floor and it needs to be cleaned. The solution would be that I or we should try to keep it cleaner. And then go ahead and actually do that, maybe yourself, without being asked, or try to convince your your fellow co-workers, good luck with this one, but try to convince your fellow go, fellow co-workers to keep the shop cleaner. Now, I'm not gonna complain about dirty shops on this podcast because I know that about 90% of you get done using something and drop it right the fuck where you were done using it. I've seen it. You guys, you guys are, as a group, some of the messiest cocksuckers on the planet, seriously. And it's okay, I'm not gonna complain about it, if people complain about it, tough shit, you're not gonna do anything about it. That's just the way it is. Technicians are messy fucking bastards. <laughs> oh my God, and I've, I've worked with quite a few where whatever it is they're taking apart is strewn all across the shop, along with the fasteners, the screws, the nuts, the bolts, along with the tools, along with all of the fucking fluids that were in that vehicle, and yet they get the job done. And in some cases, it seems, and this is, you know, this is just a casual observation, but it seems like the messier you are, the better you are. Obviously, that can't be true in all cases. I know some people make a complete and total mess and then can't clean it up either figuratively or literally. They can't clean up the mess that they made. They can't put the car back together. They can't figure out what needs to be done. They can't do what needs to be done. They can't, they can't clean up. They can't make it right. They can't do it. Okay, some people can't. But it seems on an overwhelming majority of cases, the people who make the biggest mess make the most money, do the most work, and do the best work. 
somehow or another. I don't have an explanation for that. That's the way it is. I don't. I myself don't make a huge mess, but I also do not complain about those that do make a big mess because it's just it's like pissing into the wind. All it's going to do is aggravate you and get you covered with piss. <laughs> Seriously, it's not. It's not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to clean up because you don't like it. As a matter of fact, they might go out of the way to make a bigger mess if you complain about it. That's a whole nother podcast, boys and girls. Don't ever let anybody know what your buttons are because they'll push them. And you don't want that because <laughs> everybody has a button. They certainly don't want it to be pushed. Now, when, you, when you're complaining about anything, let's say, the, let's say the lot kid doesn't park the cars right or they don't do, you know, they, lot kids. I, I don't even, <laughs> I'm sorry I brought that up. Lot kids seem like they do fucking everything wrong. I don't know why. Uh, if you have a good one, buy him lunch, buy him breakfast, let him know he's doing a good job because they, they get fucking treated worse than anybody in a building, if you even have one. And typically they last, what, a week, two weeks, maybe a month. Uh, but if you get a good one, try to hang on to him. Don't complain about him too much. But if you got a bad one, if you're going to complain about a lot kid to the service manager or to you know, whoever's in charge of lot kids, just remember that they have a shelf life of bread, really, I mean, you, you have them for a couple, two, three weeks, and then they're all moldy. They're no fucking good. And they, they leave in the classic fuck you and fuck this place kind of fashion. So, But, uh, yeah, that's the thing, too. When you have a, a complaint about something, you got to kind of you gotta kind of look at it, stand back and look at it, say, do I complain about the lot kid? Because how long is he going to be there? I mean, what really, what is the shelf life of a lot kid, right? And uh, as far as the parts department goes, uh, you know, you can complain about them if you want. A lot of times they're doing the best they can. They are uh, grossly underpaid. They're treated poorly and it's not their fault. They don't have something. Why do you got to jump on their shit when they don't have something is beyond me. I mean, I have unique experience with parts. I was a parts guy for a long time. A lot of the stuff is out of my fucking hands. Help me find you the solution. Don't just complain about the parts department. Say, oh, they suck. How can they unsuck? Come up with a solution. Have the solution. Maybe, you know, if you're if you're going back to your parts department and you need a part for a car and it's a common car, you've sold a lot of them and it's a common part and it's going to break a lot and they never have it in stock and you just say to somebody, say, hey, you never have this part. Could we try stocking it for a month or so and see what happens to the movement on it? Because that's how it works. You stock something, you watch it move, you watch it, you watch it get sold, you watch it get sold. Next thing you know, you're stocking it because you've sold it so many fucking times. There's an answer there. Some people aren't paying attention. Some people aren't paying very much attention. And some people do actually pay attention. And if you call it out to them, you say, let them know, hey, look, these things are breaking a, a lot. They're breaking a real lot. You need to stock these parts and a real lot of them. So that's the key, I believe, anyway, to complaining about anything is to have the solution on the back end of the complaint, okay? If you say, oh, you know, I don't like the cigarette butts by the back door, the solution would be, you know, anybody who smokes should definitely pick up their cigarette butts. And it's easy as fuck to, to uh, single out the smokers. All you gotta do is go out there with them when they smoke, talk to them while they smoke, and then at the end when they put that fucker on the ground and they stamp it out you just say you have to pick that up now and if they say they don't what you might want to do is take a hammer or a crowbar with you and say listen if you don't want me to smash your motherfucking skull in with this fucking hammer you'll pick that fucking butt up because I'm tired of looking at him you fucking disgusting cocksucker I'm sorry I'm not a big fan of smokers it's killed off both of my parents and my sister so 
Uh, let's not go, let's not do that anymore, okay? I mean, there has never really been anything else ever invented that is more obviously killing people than cigarettes, and yet we still smoke them. I don't smoke them, but you do. Try to quit, stop making a mess with them. That's one way you can handle a complaint is to get fucking brutal with the people doing it. You might get fired, but yeah, who cares? If you're a good enough technician, you can get rehired. <laughs> you can get hired somewhere else real easy. Uh, and that's something else that goes along with complaining. Lots of people have a response to your complaint, which is fine if it's reasonable. Uh, and of course, if they think about it long enough, their complaint can seem downright amicable. Maybe like, it would just take an example of the uh, complaint about the money. Say I go up to my uh, manager and I say to him, you know what, I'm not making enough money, I really need to be paid more. And he'll point out all the things that that I don't have to pay for, that I only pay half for in my pay, and that the building's really, really nice, and that uh, you know we have all the support staff, and they, they're gonna point out all the reasons why they don't need to give me a raise. They're gonna point them all out. They're gonna say, well, you know, we take care of this, and we do this, and we do that, and we do this and that, and, and all this is paid for, and all that's paid for, and you know, you should be happy. And uh, I always, I always bristle. The one fucking thing I hate to hear the most, uh, and I don't hate it so much as hate it, I, but it makes me very angry, is when a boss or a service manager or somebody who's in charge of a shop says to another technician, you're lucky to have a job. I'm sorry, what? This is a whole nother century from the last one. And as far as technicians go, there is a fucking excruciating shortage of automotive technicians, excruciating. It is getting worse and worse and worse every day. There's a lot of posers out there who think they can be auto mechanics. Uh, somebody who's good at interviewing people and talking to them can sort them out. Somebody who's not, somebody who's not interested in interviewing them correctly and not interested in sorting them out will hire them and then realize later that they made a huge mistake. But the reality is, despite the number of people out there who say they're automotive technicians, the numbers are dwindling. There's nobody getting into this business. And part of the reason is because we don't get treated very well. And when we don't get treated very well, we complain. Some of us complain more loudly than others. And a lot of those complaints are ex extraordinarily valid. I get it. What does that mean for you and me? Well, okay. Let's say you have a lot of complaints that make life unbearable for you in the shop that you're in. What you really need to do is take a little piece of paper, or maybe a big piece of paper, it depends on the shop you're in, and start writing down all of the things that you would have to complain about. All of them, you know, from the low pay to the fact that the bathroom's never clean, the shop's filthy, the cars are shit, and, and that's something that, your, you know, management could definitely do something about. Uh, what else? Uh, your fellow employees are jerk-offs, uh, you know, uh, maybe it's hard for you to get to work. I mean, that's a complaint that really doesn't affect anybody at work, but it affects you on the way to work. Uh, maybe, you know, you're next to a crack house and all your stuff gets stolen. Maybe you're, you know, I mean, the list of complaints for us as automotive technicians really literally could be a fucking book, a big ass fucking phone book size book, okay? There's a lot of things that can suck about our job. We have to decide, you have to decide personally, if you have a lot of complaints and nobody's listening to them and nobody's doing anything about them and nobody can do anything about them, in some cases they can't, then you need to decide if you wanna fucking leave that job. That's what it really comes down to, okay? If you have, I'd say over five complaints, you might wanna think about 
getting a different job. If you have five complaints and there's reasonably three of them that your management could do something about, you might want to offer up a solution for those three complaints that you're most worried about. Maybe the one, maybe one of those three complaints, maybe one of the biggest complaints you have is that you're not paid enough. So is it, and then you have figured out in your mind, I do everything they ask me to do, I do it well, I'm very good at what I do, I have a good attitude, I have good attendance, I come in, I have experience, I have training, I know what I'm up to, I very rarely have problems with, with cars, I very rarely have problems with my fellow coworkers, I do everything you've asked me to do and I do it well, then by all fucking means you deserve a raise. Regardless of what you make, because even if they gave you $2 an hour more, what kind of a percentage is that based on the labor rate that they're charging the customers for the work that you do for them? It, it's not gonna be a lot, I can tell you that, because we're not even making a quarter of the labor rate, not even a quarter of it. And if you got $2 more, you're still not gonna be making a quarter of it. Don't let them fucking give you all this whitewash about, oh, we pay half your medical and we have 401k. It's like, look, I could get that if I went to work at a fucking bank, but I'm not working at a bank. I'm a machine that puts out labor and you sell the labor. If you want me to continue, you'll give me more money. If you don't, I will grease the motherfucking wheels and I will roll my fucking shit out of here and I will get a raise the old fashioned way by changing jobs. Because quite frankly, as technicians, we've already, we've known this for years and years and years. If you want to raise, you have to move to a different shop. You have to quit and get hired somewhere else. That was the way to get a raise. So take your complaints, write them down and see if maybe where you're working at isn't causing you to drink or do drugs or whatever else you do that's not good for you. Smoking, for Christ's sakes, don't do that, please. Uh, <laughs> I'd like for you to be around a long time. Smoking's a good way to uh, have your life end in your 40s or your 50s, okay? Just don't do it. Um, and and that, that's not me complaining. That's me having honest to God, genuine concern for your health. It's not a complaint. I don't smoke and I'm not near, I don't live with any of you and I don't work next to any of you, so it's fine. But if you smoke, let's try to figure out a way to stop, okay? Um, as far as complaining goes, Write them down, come up with solutions. If the solutions are not doable or or they won't do them, whoever it is that's in charge of re repairing the things that you are complaining about, then by all means, grease the fucking wheels and get the hell out of there. We are a very, you and me and all of the automotive technicians in this country and across the planet are a very valuable commodity. The laws of supply and demand say that when the supply is low, like it is right now, then the demand is high because everyone has a fucking broken car, it seems like, then you have to pay more. And no matter how much they wiggle and fucking squirm, the owners of the shop have to pay more. And they're not, they're not stepping up. And eventually they're gonna paint themselves into a corner and no one is ever gonna wanna be an automotive technician ever. And they're just gonna have to hire nitwits and retards and malcontents and hope for the best. And it's not gonna work out well for them, I'm sure of it. And the complaints are gonna get longer and louder and harder to correct. And quite frankly, I think that the shop owners and dealership owners and everybody else who's dealer associations, everyone who's responsible for keeping a cap on technician wages is going to end up paying in the end. 
they're gonna they're gonna fuck themselves they're fucking themselves because we all say <laughs> i know it we all say when people ask us hey should my kid become a mechanic fuck no why do you hate your kid <laughs> now i started out talking about complainers and complaining and I tried to give you an idea how to do it effectively and efficiently, have a solution. If you have a complaint, have a solution. Uh, you're probably still gonna get ignored, but at least you've made the effort. And if you make an effort and no effort is made in return to help you with your complaints or to help you remedy a situation, then by all means, just grease those wheels, baby. Get out of there. There's too much demand for good technicians to put up with the horse shit, okay? That's enough of me. I don't want to go on any longer because then you'll be complaining that the podcasts are too long and, I, and I'm the only one who can control that. So I hear you. I'm going to sign off right now by saying see ya. So that is it for this week's episode of Grease the Wheels. Hey, make sure you keep those good reviews coming over there on iTunes. We really appreciate the way that we've been getting hyped up to the rest of the internet. If you know somebody who'd like the show or you know a community that would like the show, make sure you share it to them. We appreciate that as well. A lot of people sharing it to all the corners of the internet. Now this week's featured automotive content creator is actually not a content creator at all. It is in fact an event. And that event is Hoyttoberfest 2019. It's going to be going on September 15th from noon until 3 at Hickory Park in the village of Bergen. I'm going to be sharing the event onto the Facebook page sometime later this week. Now, this is an absolutely great car show. It's one of the last really good car shows before, you know, you got to start thinking about the rain and the salt and the slush and all that good stuff. So if you want a nice fall drive and you're anywhere in the northeastern part of the United States, Make sure you check this one out, or at least, you know, think about it. Now, the entrance fee is 5 bucks, and all proceeds will benefit Donate Life. Donate Life is an absolutely great organization. They get people spare parts. The main focus of this show will be BMWs of the new class to the E31 generation. But if you don't have one of those, just bring anything you got. It's a good time. They have awards for Best Asian Import, Best Domestic, Best Non-BMW European, Best Off-Road Trucks or SUV, Best Motorcycle, Best Street Truck. First 25 cars into the show get a free memorial decal and more decals will be available for purchase. There's going to be great food, a 50-50 drawing with 50% going to the winner and the other 50% being donated. This is an absolutely fantastic cause. It's a fantastic event with a lot of great people at it, so make sure you check that one out. I'm going to be there. If you're coming from a long way in and you're a big fan of the show, hit me up. Stop and grab a beer or something. Take care, everybody. See you next week.